free from MSG and low in calories. It's another fat-free episode of the Lord of the Storm podcast. I am your affable Bible reading friend, Dan Parr, and today we find ourselves in Acts chapter 15. As usual, I invite you to turn there now in your Bible, while I'll be reading from the easy-to-understand and read, or EUR version, that I've got for your purchasing pleasure on Amazon.com, our exclusive online retailer. Do you need advice on how to deal with others? Ever wonder what's the best course of action to take when interacting with someone who seems out of step? Chapter 15 has the answers and gives examples of how to navigate a potentially explosive relationship. Let's ask God to bless the reading of his word. Father, speak to us and teach us, we pray, as we enter your word. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 15. Some men came down from Judea and incorrectly taught the believers, saying, Unless you are circumcised after the custom of Moses, you can't be saved. Paul and Barnabas strongly disagreed and discussed it with them. The church appointed Paul and Barnabas and some others to go to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders and ask about this question. They were sent on their way and passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. They brought great joy to all the brothers. When they came to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported everything that God had done through them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up, saying, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders were gathered together to discuss this matter. After there had been much discussion, Peter rose up and said to them, Brothers, you know that a good while ago God made a choice among you that by my mouth the nation should hear the word of the good news and believe. God, who knows the heart, testified about them, giving them the Holy Spirit just like he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts by faith. Now, why do you challenge God by putting this heavy burden on the disciples, which neither we or our fathers were able to bear? We believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they are. The crowd kept silent, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul, reporting what signs and wonders God had done among the nations through them. After they were silent, James answered, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has reported how God first visited the nations to take from them a people for his name. This agrees with the words of the prophets, as it is written, After these things I will return. I will again build the tabernacle of David which has fallen. I will again build its ruins. I will set it up, that the rest of men may seek after the Lord. All the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. All of God's works are known to him from eternity. Therefore, my judgment is that we don't burden the Gentiles who turn to God, but that we write to them, that they abstain from the pollution of idols, from sexual immorality, from animals that have been strangled, and from food that still has blood in it. For Moses, in every city where he is taught from generations of old, has been read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Then it seemed like a good idea to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men out of their company and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, who were respected leaders among the brothers. They wrote these things by their hand, the apostles, the elders, and the brothers, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. Because we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law, even though we did not command them to do so, it seemed good to us, having come to agreement, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. 
men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent to you Judas and Silas, who themselves will also tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to not put any greater burden on you than these necessary things, that you abstain from things sacrificed to idols, food with blood in it, animals that have been strangled, and sexual immorality, from which, if you keep yourselves, it will be well with you. Farewell. So, when they were sent off, they came to Antioch. Having gathered the church together, they delivered the letter. When they had read it, they rejoiced over the encouragement. Judas and Silas, also being prophets themselves, encouraged the brothers with many words and strengthened them. After they had spent some time there, they were dismissed in peace from the brothers to the apostles. But Silas decided to stay there. Paul and Barnabas also stayed in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's return now and visit our brothers in every city in which we proclaim the word of the Lord to see how they are doing. Barnabas planned to take John, who was called Mark, with them also. But Paul didn't think that it was a good idea to take someone who had departed them in Pamphylia and didn't go with them to do the work. The disagreement between them grew so sharp that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and went out, being commended by the brothers to the grace of God. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the assemblies. Well, let's dive right into this, shall we? Okay, so here's what came to my mind as we read. The first part of this chapter, and a good deal of it, deals with incorrect teaching that some believers were doing. They were saying, in effect, yes, Jesus saves, but you've got work to do to be saved. What? Now, to us, 2,000 years later, we can see that this makes no sense since we have the benefit of time and a couple thousand years of teaching on this. Really, what was happening was, perhaps inadvertently, but a false doctrine was being introduced. They were saying Jesus isn't enough for salvation. Part of it depends on you to save yourselves by being circumcised, which, of course, is ludicrous. We know that Jesus and Jesus alone is the way to salvation and that only by his blood and our surrender to him as our Lord and Savior is the only thing that saves us. But some of these early Jewish converts to Christianity and some believing Pharisees were saying, no, the Gentiles have to be circumcised like us. Jesus never once even hinted that was the case. And Paul and Barnabas said, we disagree. So let's take it to the church leaders for their instruction on the matter. And there's a great example of how to resolve differences you may have with other believers in your church. Take it to those who have been charged by God to shepherd the church to settle the matter. So they get to the church and Peter and also James help them to frame the situation correctly by saying, look, circumcision and following the law didn't work for us and it's not going to work for them either. So why are you trying to make this harder on them? And James reaches back into scripture and points out to them that it says Gentiles will be called by the Lord. And I appreciate the response by those who were in the wrong. They listened, kept quiet, and then admitted they were in the wrong. And isn't that something when someone can admit they're mistaken or wrong about something? That's an incredible trait to have, to be willing to admit, yep, got that incorrect. Because none of us are right all the time. None of us know everything. We're all going to make mistakes, misinterpret something, or be off mark. The important thing is that we listen to those who disagree, compare what they say to what Scripture says, get the input of others like they did by going to the church leaders, and if you're wrong, admit it. It's not a weakness, it's a strength. 
A fool continues down the wrong path because they don't want to admit to being incorrect, but a wise person turns around in their thinking and gets on the right course. How much more do we respect someone with a humble heart than a person who refuses to listen and be corrected? That was the problem with many of the teachers of the law and Pharisees in Jesus' time. They refused to be corrected and instead marched on down the path to their own destruction. Now, there's also the story late in the chapter about how Paul and Barnabas disagreed so sharply on a matter that they separated. Barnabas thought they should take someone. Paul didn't. Paul firmly didn't. So they split up. We are not going to always be in agreement with all fellow believers, and that's okay. We are all wired differently. We have many different experiences, passions, and expectations. It doesn't mean one is better than the other or one is right and one is wrong. This wasn't a matter of sin or any doctrinal issue. It's a difference of opinion on what would be best. Paul and Barnabas, even though they had been exceptionally effective together in proclaiming the gospel, decide to split up. If it happens, that's too bad, but don't go around and badmouth the other person afterwards. They're not a jerk. They're not ungodly. They just have a different opinion. We have to deal with it. If one of the parties is wrong, have enough faith in God that he will show it to them. It may not be that either is wrong. They just have a different focus, and that's okay. So don't fight any longer. Agree to disagree. Keep the integrity of the relationship. And trust God to sort out anything that needs to be sorted out. Okay, that's it for me today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. As we've seen today, there are examples of how to deal with similar issues we may find ourselves in. When we do, remind us how others have successfully navigated these waters so that we may also successfully remedy the situation. Once again, Lord, we ask that you would use us to spread the good news so more people can be in the kingdom. Work through us in powerful and effective ways, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are out of time for today, but we'll be back again with another episode, and I hope you'll join us then. Thanks for listening today. God bless.